five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Home podcast, your premier podcast to do with everything with the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice coming to you from the great humid beyond, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omnistrife. Welcome, Omni. So since your voice is coming from the great humid beyond, where where is my voice coming from? Well, I mean, you're, you're what? We're not that half, three far miles away. From me, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. For now, it's still humid here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. By the way, we're we're the best premier podcast at pretending to have great troves of knowledge. We're well, really let, good at what we do. You have lots of knowledge. I ah, simply have a voice. I don't know. Like I thought, I had great knowledge regarding this league before with with how great my pickums were, but now it's not not as great. Well, this past week. Um, I, I'm watching the scores come in, and I'm thinking that somehow the API is getting them wrong. <laughs> it's kind of funky. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That that's not how that's that. No, no. Yeah. And then I look at it, I'm like, what? Really? Oh my goodness! Like the week, the weekend it was is just wacky. And maybe some of it is like, hey, we think we know what the meta is, but no, no, we don't. Yeah. Um, maybe it's, hey, we're in a good spot. Let's sandbag. All teams are like, yeah. They're just like scrambling right now. Yeah. But we'll, uh, we'll get into that in the fray. Uh, we've got a whole lot coming up. Obviously the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant are back in action, uh, for the final two weekends, uh, of guaranteed play. Uh, one team has a chance to play beyond another mathematically has a chance, but realistically does not. Mm-hmm. Um, but bef- before we get in to all of that, We've got some, we've got, got some big news here on me about the podcast. Hmm. Now I Please tell, you know, some of our listeners might've already seen the tweets and others may have seen the, the news is shared in uh, RSP discord, but uh, ready set pwn is now proud to be part of the area 51 sports network. And you might be wondering what is the area 51 sports network? Well, it's actually a, <laughs> a local podcast network, obviously sports related here uh, in Vancouver. It's based in the, the Vancouver area, but it has a variety of uh, podcasts and a number of different sort of traditional sports uh, topics. Uh, we are the very first esports podcast to join the fold. Uh, what does that mean for you, our listeners? Probably not a whole lot. I mean, you not much. M- might hear us talk a little bit about the network and things that might be going on. But functionally, it's the same great show with the two same great voices that you enjoy hearing each and every week. That that'll that'll remain the same. Um, but uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, we're we're looking to, to really coordinate and collaborate with uh, some of these other podcasts to just kick up the quality of our our show just that uh, little bit to differentiate uh, within the market. I mean, we are obviously the best. No bias. Yeah, I. I- I just hope that, like, at one point we'd get to raid Area 51 again with that type of name for the network, just all the podcast hosts, you know, <laughs> going down there and finally, you know, crashing the gates. That's that's exactly what this means. Yeah, yes, I was, I was heard it here first. Following the story last time, and I was greatly disappointed. I, I just figured, well, might as well do it, you know, myself. Yeah, I mean... Hey, if, if you're <laughs> if you're not gonna do it, who's going to? Right? That's right. Uh, but no, that's uh, it's pretty cool news. I mean, there's some questions like, "Oh, does this mean like you guys are, are millionaires?" Because you were talking about money recently. Well, no. We were before, right? We were, yeah, we were totally millionaires. Before. We were billionaires, and now we're millionaires. Yeah. That's how great we are. Yeah, no, there's there's no money changing hands. It's more of a collaboration. <laughs> uh, I liked how that. I mean, in fairness, it's some, a topic a we had talked about. Monopoly money dis- is just like going all directions. Yeah, it's and and I mean, I had to go buy another uh, you know box of Monopoly money just to <laughs> to to cover this week's payroll. 
<laughs> we can't even afford that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Omni, I'm sorry to tell you that uh, you're going directly to jail and you will not be passing go. Yeah. You will not be getting your $200 this week. I am so sorry. Just put me in a jail in, in uh, New Mexico. Is that where Area 51 is? Like, Well, they might actually, you know what? We don't know, but there f- probably is some form of detention facility. <laughs> Well, it's, it's America. There's a detention facility everywhere, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just at Area 51, you'll be next to like Elvis. That's cool. Uh, maybe do a little karaoke, a little sing song, duet. You can TikTok love that me stuff on the tender, love me sweet. Well, it depends if it's like you know the fat ears or yeah. right, what we're getting on a tangent here. Yeah, I mean, and that's why never... we were chosen to you know join that great network of podcasters right yeah, that's true that is that is absolutely it but you know what let's get ourselves back on topic esports and, uh, let's go let's let's start pushing this payload moving the payload join me okay we've we've been talking about this at the top of our show for the past couple of weeks and there is more information more news uh coming out about the uh unfortunate situation that's unfolding uh, with activision blizzard um, since our, our last episode, uh, there've been conversations as to how change will, uh, be affected within the organization. There was obviously the employee walkout, uh, that took place. And it was the reason why I chose to delay our episode because I wanted to ensure that uh, you, our listeners had an opportunity to, to see what, you know, these, these employees, these brave employees were doing to, to show that what they um, feel is important is a, a company that promotes inclusivity and a safe work environment for all of their employees. Well, since then, um, for those paying attention to the Activision Blizzard share price, it's been dropping. Um, it is not yet at its year over year low, mm-hmm. but it ain't going the right direction. And I think that speaks highly to how investors and, and ultimately those within the investment community are currently expressing concern with what's going on with ATVI. Yeah. Some controversies you can like uh, ignore for the most part. This is not one of them. No. Now today, a lot of information came out first and foremost, and probably the big news because it impacts the blizzard component of Activision blizzard. Uh, Jay Allen Brack, who, uh, had taken over, uh, from Mike Morham. He has, uh, has stepped down, resigned, uh, been asked to leave, but ultimately he's no longer the guy in charge. Uh, taking over uh, for him uh, are two people, and I, I will mention that that's somewhat interesting because I think it's more an indication of how the organization is adjusting its sort of leadership structure in so much that they now have, I mean, we don't know the official titles, um, but Think of it in the terms of a corporate world. You now have like vice presidents, whereas yeah. like uh, Jay Allen Brack was president. Part of him, co CEO was Mike Morheim. So we're seeing a consolidation of power with Activision Blizzard, with uh, uh, you know Kodak essentially uh, up in up in the top uh, and completely in charge. Yeah, and that's the key of it in my eyes, at least. Like. Especially like when you read the phrasing on that, a very like PR talk, very evasive, uh, and how that former CEO left to pursue different ventures or whatever the phrasing was. And then, like you mentioned, uh, Bobby Kotick is at the top, and it doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. And then the phrasing always was that you know the, the rotten fish they stink from the head, and this will be my stance on it, on it just like I said it. When we discussed this before, and it's kind of disappointing. I, I, I mean, I didn't expect much. It's a, it's a start, but let's see how we've they go got, from there. Yeah, I mean, you've got Jen O'Neill and Mike Ibarra taking over as quote unquote co-leaders of Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Now, what's important to note: not Activision Blizzard, Blizzard, yeah. and and you know, Activision Blizzard as an entity is sort of what we know was really the, the combination of, of two companies. So, uh, Jason Schreier, um, who, you know, many might know, uh, within the sort of esports scene, he now writes for Bloomberg. He actually put together a, a timeline, uh, that sort of walks through essentially things that, you know, 
people may have confusion on. So I'm just going to hit some of the keynotes, but he, he posted this thread on Twitter, um, 2007, 2008 Activision and then Vivendi games slash Blizzard merge. And so in that merger, Vivendi for the most part went into Activision, but Blizzard itself was left somewhat autonomous. Yeah. Now in 2013, um, Bobby Kodak, he actually bought Vivendi out. So that merger is essentially no more. Vivendi is now um, part of Activision Blizzard. And as a result, Activision Blizzard becomes a thing. At this point in time, we start to see sort of the Activision integration within the Blizzard ecosystem. But again, Blizzard, for the most part, still remains functionally autonomous. You have Mike Moran as a co-CEO to Bobby Kotick. Um, but again, in the grand scheme of things in the corporate world, maybe Activision has more control, but Blizzard still sort of has this sense of autonomy. Now, Activision, they obviously are a publicly traded company with a, a board of directors and they needed to ensure, uh, uh, the money was being made. Blizzard, however, their revenues ain't doing so hot and Activision starts to exert some, some influence to, um, reorganize, cut costs, produce games. 2018, Mike Moran, co-CEO, he's out. He leaves. Mm -hmm. Jay Allen Brack, he takes over. And we talked a little bit about this, um, you know, within the early days of, of RSP. Now, since that time, what's happened? Well, Diablo Immortal is still in production, um, not yet out. It's eventually going to come out. Might. This is the I, the I got a phone game. just for that game. I, I don't get it. Why are they waiting? Yeah. Don't you all have phones? Yeah, I didn't. Um, and then I got one and it's still not out. Obviously, we've got uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged, which was uh, over-promised and under-delivered. Yeah. Uh, so, they're, you know, they're, we're, we're, they might have hap been happening this way. Like, this might have just been the, the natural evolution of Blizzard. But we've seen sort of non-Blizzard activities happen since yeah. the sort of At least we got Overwatch 2. And, and over this period of time, we've also seen like the consolidation of many roles within sort of the Activision, um, context, uh, Blizzard used to have offices around the world. These offices started to close and then obviously boom, the lawsuit. Now the lawsuit, the sexual discrimination, the abuse that's been taking place has been taking place for a long time. Please don't think that what we're talking about here is result of Activision. This is, this has just been a cultural thing within Blizzard. That has existed for so long that that core was so rotten. Activision did maybe did not realize they had acquired themselves a rotten apple. Mm -hmm. But then as of today, I mean, with the news that Jay Allen Brack is out, uh, Bobby Kotick, he's the guy at top, you know, to the point that you said he's the head of the fish. He has, he has taken over. He is in complete control. And this might be a mechanism to go and, you know, cut out the rot. I mean, we don't, we don't know, but we did see that there was a, an investor update today. And in that investor update, uh, their second quarter results being shared, uh, they actually had a slide dedicated to commitment to a safe working environment. And they listed off five points, which they're taking immediate action. One of them was Jen O'Neill and Mike Ibarra taking over development operational accountability for Blizzard. Point number one. Point number two, continuing to investigate each and every claim and complaint that they receive. And with shortcomings, taking decisive action and to strengthen the capabilities in the area, they'll be addition, adding additional staff and resources. Step three, they're going to terminate any manager or leader who have found to have impeded the integrity of their processes. Terminate. Number, number four, they're going to add resources to ensure and enhance the consideration of diverse candidates for all open positions. Number five, they have heard the input from employee and player communities and our game game content is appropriate. We're going to be reviewing the content, removing it as appropriate. So those five points aren't anything new. Like we've, we've heard that this is the commitment that is going to be made. In fact, if we think back to the employee update shared to investors, which seems a little backwards, but Hey, when your share price is tanking, you got to talk to the people who are, you know, yeah. putting their money Probably into your organization. Um, you know, that's, that's not new. But the thing about this is when you actually look through the update, I mean, money-wise, they're not doing poorly. In, in fact, I think if this lawsuit, in fact, lawsuits, and we'll talk about that in a moment, did not exist, Activision Blizzard would arguably be doing quite well and would be seeing their share price increase. But that's how uncertain people are right now within the investment community as it pertains to Activision Blizzard. It hasn't. Very little, I think, to do 
with their production as a company and a game developer. It has everything to do as to whether or not you want to put your money into a company that you have significant moral questions about. Yeah, but unfortunately, like it see it seems like not even from this uh, story that a lot of investors don't really care. But maybe maybe this time uh, I'll be proven wrong. Hopefully, yeah. Now I had said lawsuits. We already knew about the the first lawsuit coming from the state of California, which is to do with their uh, essentially uh, unsafe. Uh, workplace practices. But another lawsuit uh, was filed um, by a law firm looking to certify a class action uh, to go after Activision Blizzard for misleading investors. Now, I am not a lawyer, so please look into this as you see fit. But my understanding is that the, the lawsuit alleges that Activision Blizzard did not accurately inform their shareholders of a significant legal issue at play or investigation at play. Now there is a sort of standard boilerplate that's been included in declarations that essentially says, um, you know, we have fielded a number of routine investigations, lawsuits, so on and so forth, but it's, it's generic. It's routine. It's nothing specific. And the context of being, being routine is that any company is going to have some issues, but again, this is any company has these issues. It's, it's something that you'd see across the board. Well, I think the premise of this lawsuit is, well, wait a minute, this is not a routine investigation. The state of California suing you for this is not a routine lawsuit. And you just recently declared that anything that you're dealing with right now is routine. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And I, I, again, we're not a court of law, but I'd have to wonder, there's a couple of different approaches that Activision Blizzard can take. Obviously they can, they can settle. That's one route. If that goes to litigation, if it does actually go to the courts, do they go in and vigorously defend that? Yes, they had provided all contacts to their shareholders and investors, maybe, or two, do they try to define what this is as being routine? Because if that they're saying is, hey, these issues we're facing are routine, that speaks to a much bigger problem, not only within their organization, but within the industry as a whole. You know, I can't imagine that being um, in, in, in viewing much confidence in your product when you're being not only sued by the state, but now potentially sued by your own shareholders. Yeah. I mean, uh, companies of this magnitude, I'm sure they have a lot of outstanding, like smaller suits, investigation all over the place. But if they had known about this huge issue, uh, coming from this, uh, lawsuit, it's, it's, it's not a good look and, and uh, Sadly, this is probably what hurts their stock more than I think uh, the entire situation with, you know, the toxic work environment and the discrimination and the sexual harassment. But yeah, let's hope that this just stokes the fire even further for for the all all the involved investigators yeah. to find the truth and you know and bring out to make the the the, the poo uh, you know float on the water. <laughs> yeah. Um, one final note, the head of HR at Blizzard, Jesse Meschuk, is no longer with the company. Mm-hmm. And again, to think it would just be J. Allen Brack, I think is, you know, not at all realistic. Many heads will roll. Yeah. Um, it's just how high those heads that role will be. I mean, we haven't even talked about what's her name. Who's going and, and retweeting articles, essentially talking about whistleblowers and whistleblowing are as bad. Um, and blocking her own employees on Twitter. And I, you know, blocking people on Twitter, if, if, if any of our listeners were to do that, do that. Your mental health and mental well being is important. I don't necessarily want to get into the reasons as to why people might come after you or why you're blocking them. That's, that's your right. But it's really odd when you block someone who technically works with you. It would be like if I blocked Omni on Twitter, but yet we have to record a podcast every week. Mm. Well, you do it sometimes, but then you remember and you're like, nope. I feel bad. It's kind of awkward. It's guilty. I think I think it makes you feel better. Well, I unblock you when I want something. That's true. Like, hey, can you make this artwork? It doesn't work when I have you blocked. I have to That's sort of true. like, you know, That's true. grease those wheels a bit. You yeah. like randomly choose a 
a social media and you, you just find me there. You can't block me off of everything. That's true. That You'll have very, me on MySpace, true. right? Yes. Yeah, we're, we're best of buds on, on MySpace. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we're, we're kind of laughing a little bit. I'm maybe less emotionally invested in, in this entire situation. Um, and I think it's that I've just got to this point where I'm, for my own well-being, um, I'm trying to not move on, but release some of that, that negative, that pent up energy. Um, I'll admit that when I went and, you know, uh, called out to the defiant and the Titans to, to do more than simply share words as to, to why this issue is, is one that needs to be dealt with and to, to demonstrate, you know, what actions they're taking. Um, I tagged a number of people, Adrian Montgomery, Francesco Aquilini, uh, you know, Adam Adamu, um, Chris Overall. Like I, from the RSP count said, Hey, what can you tell us? And they were silent. I mean, I wasn't expecting necessarily a reply or engagement. I understand it's a difficult situation to, to simply stand on that pedestal and, and say, here's what we're going to do. But wouldn't it be cool if one of these two teams, if not both, could go and say, hey, here's what we do and why we do and why it matters? Like, wouldn't that, wouldn't that speak highly? And I'm not telling our listeners that they don't have good employment practices. I believe they do. And I believe there's lots that these two organizations do. I feel it's an opportunity to go and say, here's what we're doing and here's what we believe we can do better. It's, it's getting ahead of an issue. And, you know, there are some that might suggest that, oh, well, this is, you know, this opportunity is not for other organizations to say, hey, look at us. We're awesome compared to it. And I I understand it, but I think there is, there is a a way to do it right. And I'd I'd like to see the Defiant and the Titans stand up and be leaders in this space. Yeah, hopefully something does uh, come out of these franchises. Maybe it's just a matter of time. Maybe then, you know, they're looking into it more in depth to get more info. But yeah, hopefully yeah, we do see something. And that's the thing is, it, you know, I think and I, I use the, the quote directly from the uh, overactive media um, statement yeah. is actions speak louder than words. And I said, great, let's right. see those actions. Show us them. You said it. Let's put money where your mouth is, or in this particular case, uh, actions where your, your tweet happens to reside and, and we have yet to see it. So I think if you are listeners were to go and speak up and amplify this and show that this matters, not only to you, but to the community at large, I think we as a community collectively can move mountains. Anyhow, as I let off earlier, the Defiant and the Titans are back in action this weekend. Uh, kicking off the weekend is going to be the Toronto Defiant taking on the Lennon Spitfire. This will be on Friday at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. And this match is an interesting one. Why? Well, first and foremost, um, Toronto can put themselves one step closer to the playoff play-ins by beating the Spitfire. And I think expectations were to see the defiant beat the spitfire though after this past weekend of overwatch league action who knows what's going to happen but the other component is that if toronto beats the london spitfire on friday by beating the spitfire they eliminate the spitfire from playoff play and contention there is no path that london can take that gets them a postseason if they lose the defiant but that's not the only team that gets impacted if this if the defiant win the defiant win the Vancouver Titans season is essentially down to the countdown cup because they too will be officially eliminated. If the Toronto defiant were to win a match. Now the scenarios that exist, there's actually a number of different things that would have to occur. And we've talked about it on episodes like Vancouver or London. They need to run the table just to even have a chance. Um, but not only do they have to run the table, they need the defiant to go oh and four or they would need the i think it's the um uh, mayhem to go like one in three i think was the other scenario like they need both those things to happen (laughs) it used to be there were other options like if the uprising went over four yeah i'm sure it's gonna happen 
Uh, but Boston and uh, Paris, they did their thing. They got themselves their win to to get themselves out of uh, you know toilet bowl con- uh, bowl contention. <laughs> but uh, I mean, talking about this Spitfire Defiant match, do you see a, a, a scenario where the Defiant lose? No, not really. I mean, if they do, then it's 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 kind of a disaster at this point. But I don't think they they will. They're the better team. Right. Right. And I, you know, the only pause that I, I, I provide is the Spitfire may know they need to win. Like they need to run the table. Yeah. Unless right? they for, have like, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, they need to run the table. They need to win just for any opportunity. And on top of that, we saw what was going on last week and could presume that crazy is going to happen in week two of the countdown cup. Mm-hmm. But despite all that, I still feel the Toronto defiant are the better team. Yeah, and based have, on like, that, some sort of reckless zeal, uh, lighting a fire in, in the Spitfire to to make make it to the somehow to the you know the the, the play-ins and and completely getting a good read on the meta and Toronto just I mean Toronto did have its own share of hiccups, but sure. but yeah. they're not London Spitfire level, right? Hiccups. Maybe in their other match. Well, yeah, I mean, and now we'll get to that in a moment, but if we were to look at sort of the defiant spitfire, like to me, I have this as three Oh for the defiant. Me too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe the spitfire get a map, but I still feel Toronto, Toronto wins this three Oh. Yeah. And, and what does that mean? Well, London are out, they're done. Vancouver then gets to play Boston and they're at this point they're done. They're playing for pride. Um, now if for some reason the spitfire pull off the unmanageable, the Titans do take on the Boston Uprising Friday, 1.30 p.m. Pacific, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. And I can't tell you that the Titans stand much of a chance against the Uprising. I could be proven wrong. And if there was a team the Titans could beat that's above them, it might be the Uprising. But the Uprising of the past is not the Uprising we see today. And after this past weekend, the Uprising, I feel, lost a match more because they themselves made the mistakes. They tighten up their game and the uprising are almost like a mid tier gatekeeping team. Right. They have certainly leveled up. If they were in the beginning of the season, somewhat of a team where the Titans could like steal a game from, I don't think that's true anymore. No. And I don't think, uh, Boston thinks that's true and not even the Titans think that's true. And they have been performing very, very well against like top tier teams, even when they mm-hmm. lost. So, uh, I, I, I put this down as a three Oh for Boston. See, and I said three one cause the Titans somehow squeak maps every so often. Uh, I know, but I haven't seen it yet. Well, yeah. I mean the Titans as of late, it, ha- it hasn't a, happened in a while. I feel like, I feel like, they're playing worse than before. Maybe the, the rest of the league kind of leveled up and while the Titans were left behind in a way. Yeah. Moving along, Toronto then takes on the Washington Justice on Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. And this is a match that I, I'll be honest, I, I don't know how to read. The Washington Justice are a weird team. Like, can, can you explain to me what's going on? Like, in some weekends, they're like a top tier team. In other weekends, they're like Vancouver Titans level. Yeah. It, like this past weekend, they were Vancouver they, Titans. They lost two games, 03. They yeah. look terrible, I think. Like at some point, uh, some situation of either the team just completely misreading this hero pool, or maybe there's some internal strife, or like I'm completely speculating in here, but there's just no, no excuse to such. You know, a, 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 such a, a group of talented players, and they have a bunch mm-hmm. of talent there to, to underperform this badly. So they're also kind of like um, not looking good at all. And yeah, who did they lose to? I think one was against um, Gladiators and, and Houston, I think. Uh, or no. So no, 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 no. Uh, they lost 3 0 to Houston. Oh, yeah. One and then two. they lost 3 uh, 0 to the Glads. Oh yeah, so I was right, but good teams. I'll give you that. But 
you know, not even putting up a fight is always. Well, no, a that bad was the concern. Sign. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, if they had lost, like, you know, we talk about the close three O's. Right. I would, you know, wouldn't be as, as uncertain. This is not us, I think, suggesting that Defiant don't have it in them to beat the justice. It's just difficult when the justice may or may not bring right. the quote unquote top tier performance that we're every so often accustomed seeing. I think the Defiant are a more consistent team. And I feel like uh, my instinct is that the Toronto Defiant win this match. I, I, I but I, it's like, I'm going to say they're going to win three, one, and it's the most uncomfortable win for me to suggest. Yeah. I mean, if, if Washington didn't play that bad last week, I'd probably go for a three, two here, but now it's like three, one for Toronto. Uh, maybe they come back rejuvenated after having had such like a terrible showing in the first week. They kind of, you know, go back to the drawing board and they try different stuff, but uh, from what we know right now, it's a three-one for Toronto. Yeah, and then uh, speaking of the Justice, they get to go and play on Sunday at three p.m. Pacific, six p.m. Eastern against the Vancouver Titans. Which, despite Washington's performance to this point, yeah, I, I mean, okay, if there was an upset to be had over the course of this weekend, maybe this is it. Oh, but I, but, but the thing is, is I still don't have like there's limited confidence they have that the Vancouver Titans could pull off the upset. It would have to do more with the Titans bringing what we saw against the San Francisco Shock. That that one performance, we're like, wow, this team, man, they have this effort. They could turn some games around, and the justice showing us what they should provided last weekend. Right? If Toronto beats Washington three zero, I'll become a believer. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like. Hmm. You know what? I have a better feeling about this game than the one versus the Spitfire for some reason. I don't know why. Well, but it's it has everything to do with how Washington's been <laughs> been playing. Like it has nothing yeah. to do with the Titans, quite frankly. Yeah. And 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 this is the the struggle is that despite that, let's say the Washington Justice lose to Toronto three zero in an uninspired match. Do you think the Vancouver Titans come in and get like a three one win? Oh. Like see, see, it's, it you're, sounds so crazy that I can't even like <laughs> right yeah it's 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 bad well if they lose to the Titans they just can shut it down and like never show their faces in public again no oh, no they get they're 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 already in the I know I feel like decay playing with me and you can still beat the Titans on a good day oh the disrespect yeah. I, I don't know. Obviously I'm like exaggerating here, but like, I know you are. I just, yeah. it's, it's such a sad state. Maybe if it was decay affairs. and five versions of me and, and you know, not five versions of you, maybe, but you remember, you remember <laughs> when we did our, our power rankings and we had faith in this Vancouver Titans roster that they'd be able to string some things together. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. How and it started out like there might be uh, oh, some yeah. glimmers of hope, but, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe there's stuff that we don't know yet. I, I don't know. Well, but like, it, I'm not shocked, right? I'm not shocked. On paper, this is not a good roster when we compare it to you know the rest of the league. But like, sure, I never thought it it might come down to a winless season, and now it seems like the most probable outcome. Unfortunately, yeah, and that's 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 the big disappointment. Not that, is, that is a sad very, state of affairs. Very yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of the possibility of things going on, and I, I don't know the veracity of this. I'm only passing it on because it showed up in Titans Cord, um, but shared by by a Titans Cord uh, regular, um, is that uh, Fried apparently had mono, or has. They use the word had, um, I have not seen anything on social media, so please take this with a grain of salt. Um, but if that was the case, and, and again, for those that don't know what mono is mononucleosis, it's a, it's a viral, um, um, illness. It, it's, it's not fun. It, it think of it as if you have a really bad case of the flu, 
Um, but your throat is significantly swollen, like to the point that swallowing is painful. Um, oh. You also have like the potential to have an inflamed spleen, inflamed liver, which can cause problems. It's viral. So treatment is bed rest liquids. It's, it's take the time necessary to let your body deal with it. Um, I suffered from it, um, many, many years ago over the course of a, a Christmas holiday. And I had the severe kind where I had to go to the hospital on Christmas day and they gave me, a, I think it's a corticosteroid, which helped reduce the inflammation. But prior to that point, my diet consisted of lollipops, uh, or <laughs> uh, I guess, um, and, uh, popsicles, like it was essentially sugar water. Um, and the reason I couldn't do popsicles the entire time was that the cold almost made it worse. Mm. So, but like sounds, hot, hot sounds, liquids, I couldn't, couldn't drink them. Like they were, it, it, it was just, it, it was not fun. So if, if that's the case, I mean, I can understand the impact. Cause you think about the Vancouver Titans, they, they've got a small roster. Sure. Right. They don't have flexibility that some of the other teams have. Um, and on top of that, you have Changsik, who is still in Korea. And there was a question, oh, I wonder when Changsik's visa situation is going to be sorted out. And I'd have to wonder at this point, why? Even if he got a visa tomorrow, presuming, again, I mean, we don't know. Maybe he got his visa and he's already in Vancouver, but there's been absolutely no report of that. But if he got his visa tomorrow, he has to quarantine when he arrives in Canada for two weeks. Yeah, for just what? How many games are left? Well, four games in two weeks. Yeah. Right. Like, so, I mean, I don't know what the hotel internet's like, but, but maybe the hotel internet's got better. It's probably better in Korea still. Like it, it's, it's just such a, it's a, it's a difficult situation. This is more sort of pandemic impacted, but it's just the Vancouver Titans. I think at this point they're playing for pride and it's, it's, it's a matter of going through the motions. Other news that we got out of Toronto and Vancouver, uh, the Toronto Defiant have announced their fan appreciation weekend. Again, just like we saw last uh, season, the, the Defiant are, are going all out over the course of a weekend, August 10th through the 14th. So the weekend, which actually kicks off on Tuesday, uh, they're going to have a whole lot of giveaways. Um, Wednesday, they've got a, a, a community stream. Now, what I found interesting is on Thursday, August 12th, is they actually have a concert that's going to be shown on the Overwatch League's YouTube channel, which I guess is uh, a, well, it might be a fan appreciation weekend for the the Defiant. That is a uh, big league thing. Um, they've got a co-stream with the Paris Eternal um, because obviously they play the Eternal. They've got a Discord community game night. They've got the Hero Gauntlet uh, uh, running for their community like a lot is going on to sort of wrap up the, the regular season, the countdown cup. Um, and you know, when we talk about prizing, like last year, they had a whole ton of stuff like the Toronto defiant go all out to celebrate their fans They're working um, and, 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 you know, give back to the community. Yeah. They're actually working. And, That's very nice. Yeah. The uh, Vancouver Titans not to be left out are also having uh, something that weekend but they're going about it a little bit differently. Um, the Vancouver Titans announced that they have their fan fest watch party. Now the fan fest watch party, from what I can understand is a community night. It's, it's also presented by TD. They have the same sponsors, defiant, um, and it's going to be at the sports bar. So it's an actual in-person event. So this will be the first in-person event for the Vancouver Titans since the in-person sort of event that we saw prior to the pandemic over a year ago. The uh, first hundred tickets get free pizza. The first hundred people that arrive get free thunder breadsticks. Nice. And they're going to have a coach's corner. There's going to be a Titans meet and greet. They've got breadstick bingo, uh, in real <laughs> IRL rock, paper, scissors. Uh, they're going to do a live VOD review. They've got cosplay challenges. Uh, they're going to have, I guess, computer setup, play Overwatch, uh, predict the play, lots of prizing. But they've monetized the event. Early bird tickets are five bucks per. And I believe when I last checked, the early bird tickets are still available. Um, but if you miss out on the early bird tickets, they're 10 bucks each. Um, I don't fault the Titans for monetizing the event to obviously 
ensure because it, it's it's an in indoor event. So I understand they need to ensure capacity yeah. is is monitored. And one of the ways that you ensure that you can do that is by adding a modest fee to tickets to ensure that people who are serious acquire them. Cause let's say they don't do that. They run in the run, the situation where you get a ticket, but you don't necessarily get in or they have a number of tickets and a bunch of people don't show up and it's empty. Right. But it kind of lands a little bit different when you have the Toronto defiant doing an entire week of activities for the community that doesn't cost you a dime. And the Vancouver Titans hosting one live event that does. And again, I understand the money part on the live event. And it, you could argue that, hey, they're doing a live event, Defiant or not. Provincially, the juris- health jurisdiction is a little bit different. There might be different rules. But I do know for a fact the Titans were asked by a couple of people in the community, is there a possibility of doing something for those that can't attend? And the simple answer was, great idea. We just don't have the capacity to sort it. We got a whole lot going on for the live event. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go. I, I've got my tickets. Like to me, it's just an, another opportunity to see. Like, it, it, it's just very curious for me, right? Like, mm-hmm. how great or bad is it gonna go? I'm, I'm gonna be there as part of you know part of the community, part of the RSP crew. I just gotta go in. It's uh, it's not far from me, and then the tickets are, yeah. despite what you said, like they're uh, not expensive, and then. There's like food and there's uh, computers that they've set up for events. So I expect them to put something up. And just because it's like mm-hmm. the pandemic year and then and, and like that's the only opportunity where they, they can host like one event. And, and to, yeah. to be frank, one of the only things that the Titans did right from day one were those uh, events. Like they always felt yeah. nice. It's it's of course partly is due to the fact that they have such nice facilities to begin with, with you know the Canucks Arena and the sports bar. So every time we went there, whether it was for the the you know roster reveals or or the live watching stuff, that's the part I miss the most. You know, mm-hmm. except for for winning <laughs> clearly, <laughs> but it it was always nice. And I and I wonder if like how how is it gonna feel if if well we 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 are there to obviously watch these Titans and. What happens should they lose their final game of the season or what happens if they win? Yeah. It'll probably be very exciting. So I don't want to yeah. miss it. No. And I, so I, I, I need to, to point, like I'm talking about the modest fee. I, I just feel like the monetization, it's not landing quite right with me, but I don't, I don't no, have I a, get a it. big issue. And it's, it's not, it's not like the, when they, their inaugural season where it was like a hundred dollar yeah. VIP tickets. And by the way, you get a Herschel bag. Um, <laughs> the, Reasoning as to why I am not going has nothing to do with the Titans organization or these events. Cause you're right. If there is one thing that the Vancouver Titans as an organization have done really well has essentially been looking to make these events better and better and better. And it is allowing us the ability to connect with the community, our listeners and, and, and really talk to people about something we all enjoy. And I, I, I will miss that i continue to miss that but why am i not going it's it is sort of the the concern and the own sort of personal anxiety i have as to going to an an event in an enclosed space with people who bring in vectors of transmission ultimately right and like you had mentioned you'll be wearing a mask and i would totally be doing too but it's again it's this this more personal anxiety which is stopping me that's it. it i i if, if I did not have that, I'd be buying a ticket and I'd be there with you. So I'll report for that. those who are listening, if you're going awesome. Cause I think, you know, Yanni, you said it right. Imagine if the Vancouver Titans do win, if they win one match all season long and it's that one at the watch party, that'll be like, they won the grand final. I mean, in fact, it'd be the closest that you'll get to it. Cause for this season, it could be it. But uh, the the thing is, is that just that energy? Oh my goodness. Like we've talked about it, I think a couple shows ago where it's like, wow, look at the fans in Dallas, like the, the pop that you get, like there's just something about that, that just is, is so special. And I can't wait for us to be able to return to live events, whether it be for the Titans or the defiant or really any overwatch league team. 
Anywho, um, obviously things could break between now and uh, the weekend. And if they do, you'll find us talking about it on social as well as RSP discord, but we're going to take ourselves a quick break before we dive into the fray. start off by talking about uh, the week uh, that was and what a wacky week that was it was um we'll talk about pickums but surprisingly um i'm not didn't do perform too badly on pickums but that's because everyone else performed equally as bad as i did i i performed uh, worse <laughs> the paris eternal beat the dallas fuel three two which not gonna lie i would have never predicted i would have not predicted a great it start that close <laughs> but uh, i mean i don't think we are sleeping on paris because we've seen them do some crazy things but beating the dallas fuel was not one of those crazy things so i mean eh, that, that's interesting houston then just w- w- walked over the justice trio we were we talked about this a little earlier but again we, we acknowledge we don't know what's going to happen with the justice Seoul Dynasty beat the Hangzhou Spark 3-2, and the York Excelsior beat the Valiant 3-0, which, you know, kind of predictable. We knew that was going to happen, the Seoul Hangzhou match. Close. You know, okay, cool. And then the Philly Fusion beat the Shanghai Dragons 3-0. If this was at the start of the season, yeah, sure. Heck, in fact, if it was, like, in the main melee or uh, even the summer show, like, okay, sure. But, like, to see it happen here, crazy. Boston Uprising beat the Paris Eternal 3-1. Which, again, Paris beats Dallas, but Boston beats Paris. So that means Boston's better than Dallas? I do not know. But in the circle of suck that we'll talk about, um, it's interesting how that will happen because uh, and, uh, Atlanta Rain beat the Gladiators 3-2. Wouldn't have predicted that at all. And the Dallas Fuel beat the Shock 3-2. We know that. So what does this mean? So Paris beats the Fuel. That means Paris is good. Boston beats Paris. That means Paris, uh, Boston's good. And then San Fran beats the Fuel, which means Boston's better than all of them, right? Like that's how that works. Yeah. So we think. Uh, Soul Dynasty. Oh, sorry. So we think it was very weird. Like uh, yeah. before you go to the Asia uh, region. Yeah. Outside of Atlanta was beaten, like been playing pretty well. Everything, everything else was like one on one and one, I think. Yeah. Um, Soul Dynasty beat the LA Valiant 3-0. Again, if there's a predictable team in the Asian region, it's the LA Valiant. Uh, <laughs> New York Excelsior beat the Shanghai Dragons 3-2. Yeah. This one, this one was kind of crazy. Another this is now where there's, there is some belief that Shanghai is maybe sandbagging. <laughs> um, I mean, first week, new meta. Mm, I, I want to see how Shanghai performs, obviously, in the next two matches. Uh, Philly Fusion beat the Hangzhou Spark 3-1, so Philly has suddenly started to pull things together. Atlanta Rain, they 3-0 the Houston Allahs. Hey, that that is a possibility. Atlanta has been playing well, and Houston's been inconsistent. And then we have the San Francisco Shock taking on the Boston Uprising, which prior to the week we would have said, oh, San Francisco Shock likely to beat the Uprising. But then seeing the play on the previous two days, we'd say, oh, man, it's going to be a lot closer than it was. And the Shock beat the Uprising 3-1. So in the circle of suck, we don't know who's the better team. And wrapping things up, the Gladiators 3-0, the Washington Justice, in a match that's akin to the LA Valiant taking on Justice jerseys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 very weird. Atlanta, who everybody expected, you know, to do worse in this weird meta where you don't see the rush rush comps they were so good in. They yeah. they were playing really well. And Washington, who played like garbage, everybody else is like won one and lost one. In Asia, it feels like it's 2018 again, where uh, Philly and NYXL are good, yep. and Shanghai is not really good. And and it looks like, and we talked about it a little bit, that like most teams don't really truly know what to play, maybe or not how to counter it. For example, we see a lot of teams that when they, whenever they have like a good Farah player, sure they'll run it, but then there are so many strategies on how to counter. We saw the Soldier come out, we saw Torb many times, McCree. Uh, it's interesting, but it sure is messy. Uh, every time, like we get those new hero pools, the league is in a scrambling situation to like theorycraft their comps. Uh, 
I don't know. We'll see if it if it gets a bit less funky next week. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, we already know that the London Spitfire and the Toronto Defiant kick things off on Friday at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, followed by the Vancouver Titans and the Boston Uprising. Uh, and then uh, in APAC to kick off the weekend, you get the New York Excelsior taking on the Philadelphia Fusion at 2 a.m. Pacific, 5 a.m. Eastern, followed by the Seoul Dynasty Shanghai Dragons and the Chengdu Hunters Guangzhou Charge. The New York Philly match is your encore match. Uh, Not a Los Angeles Valiant game? No, they get, they get a buy. So I mean, there's no predictability. No, I, I want them to play regardless of the buy and just show it again. Okay, I mean, why not to have the encore encore the last <laughs> week? I I don't know who to t- like. I Seoul beat Shanghai, maybe New York, Philly. Taught, like I don't know what's going to happen here. But the only match I can look at to say I think I know what's going to happen is the Hunters are probably going to beat the Charge. Yeah, yeah, right. And and even that like can go the other way. Sometimes yeah. the charge, they just decide they want to play well. <laughs> True. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, going in back in the NA on Saturday at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, Dallas will take on the Spitfire, followed by the Mayhem Rain. And then to wrap up Saturday is the Toronto Defiant and Washington Justice. Um, okay. I, the Fuel should beat the Spitfire. Again, it's it's like one of these, mm-hmm. these matchups. There's just no reason that the Spitfire should win this one. The Mayhem Rain, I think I'd look at the Rain beating the Mayhem, even though the Mayhem are in this position where they, they too themselves need to win uh, to put themselves into co- playoff play and contention. Uh, and we already talked about the Defiant Justice as, as a matchup. We have no idea what's going to go on. Mayhem are dropping fast in the standings. They're weird yeah, like well, that as well. They're on the outside looking in right now. Like the, yeah. the Ultimately, the Mayhem do not control their own destiny. Nope. Right? So they can't afford to lose matches. The uh, APAC region matchups on Sunday with the Philadelphia Fusion taking on the Seoul Dynasty at 2 a.m. Pacific, 5 a.m. Eastern, followed by the Chengdu Hunters and the New York Excelsior. And then the Shanghai Dragons take on the Guangzhou Charge. Oh, gosh, man. Like, I don't know who's going to... Like, Philly Fusion, Seoul Dynasty. Fusion have been playing well. Seoul have been consistent. Uh, Chengdu, New York. I mean, New York wasn't looking good, and then suddenly they do. Chengdu, Chengdu. Shanghai have... Guangzhou, I don't know what's going on there. Like I, I, my pickups are going to be horrible for APAC. I think this weekend. Uh, APAC was kind to me. It's NA where I totally screwed the pooch. Mm. I got brutalized by the Countdown Cup. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you're not the only one. Um, wrapping up NA on Sunday, Boston Uprising take on the Florida Mayhem at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, followed by the Atlanta Rain, Dallas Field, and then Vancouver Titans, Washington Justice. And I, I, I feel Boston Uprising beats the Mayhem. I would tell you the fuel beat the rain, but the rain have been looking good in the fuel after yeah, last be weekend. A good game for sure. All right. Yeah, it'll be close. Uh, and then we already talked about Titans justice. Oh, just, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not picking the Titans to win this one, but if there was an upset that could happen. Yeah, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Uh, going into Pickums though, uh, after one week of the Countdown Cup, uh, top of the board is Altiron with 27 points, followed by KOJ Coach, 26 points. I'm in third place with 25. You are in fourth with 20. Mm-hmm. The uh, actual season, however, if we look at the total for uh, the RSP leaderboard, uh, I mean, you're still at the top. You have 297. KOJ, two back, 295. And two back from Kevin Lewis, 293. So there is a fight right now after that one week. Um, and then subsequent points sort of drop off there. Me, I'm I'm out of it. There's no way I'm going to catch up unless I have some crazy weekend. In fact, I'd have to have such a crazy weekend that I'm I'm part of the only 3% of people got all of these right. And I, I was one of the 3%. I'm That's just looking very, at very here. elitist. Well, I mean, hey, it's just the, the reality of the oh, situation. It's a, a good, good work. So, but uh, it is not too late again to join the RSB Overwatch League Pick'em's leaderboard. Yes, it unless if you want to win it, or yeah, you, you still bring in your Pick'em's from you know this entire year if you have been participating, but just not on our list. Yeah, join up. Well, unless no, you're above me, so don't do that then. Well, no, if you, if you've got your picks already in through all the <laughs> the different uh, stages. They will also count to yeah. our leaderboard after the fact. Like you could technically knock Omni off. No, the, don't do that. The top of the leaderboard. No. So, um, what else? 
Well, I wanted to touch on a, a couple things that came out of that investor update that we had talked about at the top of the show um, that sort of pertain to, to Overwatch. Um, Overwatch 2 has de- uh, development passed an important internal milestone in recent weeks. After a great response to the recent community update, the team is looking forward to revealing more of the game in the coming months as they approach the later stages of production. Well, see, I, I read that and it's like, okay, cool. So later stages of production, like what stage of production? Put are in you currently alpha in? or something. Put in like, I want to see it. Well, you did see it. You got to see no, uh, I want, like, some pros play in a five on five. On Twitch and... to finally, you know, start playing it. Yeah, it it it's is what it is. Um, there, I didn't watch the investor update, so I don't have the ability to go and answer and address things that might have come up in the Q and A uh, as it pertained to sort of Overwatch in general or or the Overwatch League. Um, there wasn't really anything about the Overwatch League that uh, came up. Um, in at least the presentation as I had sort of scanned through. Um, but again, it could have, could have occurred within the Q and a, and unfortunately I just, the day job, you know, gets in the, the way of such things. Um, what is interesting though, is on the, uh, call of duty side, they be making bank and I got a whole lot going on in call of duty, despite the fact that call of duty, uh, uh, Warzone has a hacker problem right now. It is bad. Yeah. Well, don't they have like uh what they call that thing? Punk Buster? They have they I don't know what they have, but whatever it is is nothing. Mm. Like I kid you not, this past weekend myself, uh a friend Jay and my brother uh were playing and uh getting like domed through like building walls. That would suck. Like it's like you're standing in a room with no windows and no no sight line, plunk. Well, maybe we were just unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a ricochet upstairs yeah. and all that three times in a row. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, um, as more sort of comes out, well, we'll talk about that. And then the uh, Overwatch uh, Summer Games event still live, still time to get skins, uh, still time to, well, get uh, the weekly uh, uh, skins. The new one is is obviously live this uh, this week. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, anywho, that's that. That's everything. That is all. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how things all trickle out. Um, I, we didn't actually touch on this during sort of the the week that was with the will be and sort of watch league news. Uh, Hong Zhao have announced that they're putting their live event on uh, hold due to uh, increasing case counts um, as related to the pandemic. There is obviously some concern as to how that might impact uh, the Overwatch League's playoff and uh, and grand final, which are live events in Texas and California, um, respectively. Obviously, there is still time to pivot. And while that would be unfortunate, it really comes down to the science. Um, one thing I know is I will not be traveling um, for a couple of reasons, um, one of which there's no guarantee that I can actually get in the United States. I mean, mm-hmm. technically, yes, I could fly there, but trying to get there is going to be difficult. But two, um, pandemic wise, I'm just not comfortable with traveling lap yet. And three, I really don't want to go and publicly support a company that needs to get its act together. Yeah. I'm right? yeah we, that. We'll talk about it and I'll watch, but like, I'm sorry. I'm willing to con- support individual teams. I'm not yet willing to support Activision. Plus. What we do here is, is, you know, for our community and for the fans and, and for us in a way, but not for the company itself, not in like Blizzard Activision Inc. In no way. Yeah. Anywho, uh, any, any final words of wisdom for us there, Ami? In Russia, game plays you. That's true. I mean, I spam that that line and I play Gloria. <laughs> like so I've good. actually, I've removed the acknowledge hotkey. So if you need me to acknowledge something in game, it's generally one of my voice comms with all the <laughs> characters. So yeah, in Russia game plays you in Russia game plays you until I get bored of that. And then it's suddenly this Russian judge is unimpressed. <laughs> um, on the, on that note, I listened to another podcast. Hmm. It was educational Traitor. nature called 20,000 Hertz. And they had this episode about the buzzer. Have you heard about the buzzer on the buzzer? 
the buzzer. I've heard about many buzzers, but not the buzzer. This buzzer is one that you can listen to through shortwave radio that is consistent in nature with the occasional playing of Tchaikovsky and the odd uh, Russian conversation. Hmm. Look more into it if you are interested. I'm interested. What's the what's the catch of the buzzer, though? What's the appeal? Well, the, essentially, it's uh, believed to be um, in use by the Russian intelligence community oh. to communicate to agents abroad. And so every so often, a series of um, uh, essentially alphabetic uh, or Cyrillic characters will be read out, uh, numeric values. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I mean, this the buzzer is the most famous one. It's, it's based out of, of Russia. But there are other um, similar sort of shortwave channels um, based sort of throughout the world. And every so often, uh, you know, someone or a robotic voice reads out, whether it be words, um, characters, numeric values, and the ideas that that's used to communicate. Um, if we go back to the Cold War, there was actually some belief that the buzzer was a dead hand switch. That if hmm. the buzzer were to ever go offline, the nukes would launch. Okay, well, it's, so. it's quite interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna read up on it a little bit. Four six two five kilohertz. Yeah, you've been googling. So there's apparently a website that you can actually that someone has set up their shortwave radio, yeah. connected to their computer, and they're streaming that frequency live, and you can just listen to the nah, nah, until you know a message is sent out, and then Omni, you if you crack the code. You, you might want to keep it to yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm barely cracking the code of of uh, Pickham's, but mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, maybe. For all of you listeners that have reached this point of the show, uh, obviously, if you want to follow along, please do so by clicking that subscribe button. We'd be greatly appreciative of it. If you have friends and family you haven't told about the show yet, tell them. If you want to talk about our show on social, you want to tag us at Ready Set Pone, obviously, and. If you want to join in the conversation in between episodes, ready, set, pwn, discord, or RSP discord, as we call it, is the place to be. And that's discord.io slash ready, set, So on behalf of Omni at Omni Straight, myself, Chris, at Lightforce, I'm going to sign this week's episode off with catchphrase. Thank you.